G'day and welcome to Switched On, powered by Happiness Group. What's up? Welcome back to the Switched On podcast. We're finally back um, after the summer break. It's been a good one, um, but yeah, good to be back with Braydog. And we're joined by Hallie Miller. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. Thanks for having me. I mean, feel privileged to be the first one back. There you go. <laughs> yeah, might guess. be rusty. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get the big fish on first. Yeah. So, quickly, uh, we always start our podcast off. It's called Switched On. Um, and we always sort of um, start off with what got you switched on or how do you get switched on in the morning to sort of set yourself up for the day. I'm a big coffee coffee person. So, it's, it's always the... Uh, the first thing I got to do, um, but what's your coffee order? Uh, just skinny flat white, pretty pretty sad. Mm-hmm. Although if I'm going to sit in and have a coffee, I'll have a cappuccino. So don't mind the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it. And I get real disappointed if it's like not the good chocolate, because <laughs> um, it's like my little treat. But uh, yeah, just a standard flat white will do me good. Awesome. Set up, ready to go. I like it. What did you do this morning, mate? Um, I got up at 7.15, hopped in the car, had a bit of brekkie and came out. It was a bit of a late one because I had to close right. the, uh, Gage Roads last night. So, yeah, closed right. the bar and yeah, a bit tired. So, I just wanted to get a bit of sleep. But normally, I'm um, up and about, like, I don't know, 5.36, going to the beach. Went to Cold Nips yesterday. That was good. Yeah, yourself, bro? Uh, I went for a morning walk this morning, actually, uh, which is really nice. Just it's a bit of a chill one. Legs are a bit sore, so I just wanted to... Do that, and then um, yeah, that's that's about it, mate. It's pretty cruisy, a bit of reading, but nothing, nothing too strenuous this morning. Switched on, you reckon? Yeah, let's go. But we'll get into it. If you don't know who Haley is, you've been living under a rock. But she's the Freo captain. She's a is it two time All Australian or nah, just one? Just the one All Australian yeah. BNF uh, at the footy club and um, start off a very very good career. Hold the most games as well at the moment. Yeah, currently. Currently, so and how old? I am 20, I just turned 27 last yeah, week. So and still another 10 years to go. So. Yeah, got a few more years, hopefully. <laughs> but let's sort of give everyone a bit of a background, where you're from, what you've been up to in, in your sort of childhood. Yeah, so I'm born and bred from um, Perth. My mum's from Albany, so I've spent a bit of time down um, down there with some of my extended family. But my dad's from um, England, so... Um, but. We've been here. I've, I've never actually been um, over to, to England to see where he grew up. But, um, yeah, grew up in Perth, never played uh, football as a as a young kid. My, I pretty much did everything that my brother did, minus the, the football when he sort of yeah, right. transitioned over. So he did, like I played soccer um, starting off because he, he did that. Um, you know, we did little athletics and, and all that kind of stuff. Then when he switched over to footy, I don't know. It was uh, it was probably a combo of the girls just didn't do that um, back then, and yeah. I don't know. Mum and Dad probably didn't want me out there, and I remember going to games, and um, you know, I'd see there'd be very occasionally the, the old girl yeah. um, playing. I'm like, look, Mum, she's playing. Like, yeah. why can't yeah. I go and play? And awesome. but it just never, you know, it never was never a serious thing. Oh, I want to play football. So it was every other sport um, under the sun as a as a kid. But had a pretty chill, great um, great childhood. Lots of Lots of, you know, car trips. Um, we did a big trip up um, the whole of Western Australia, pretty much. Um, I think I was in year three. So, um, yeah, just hands-on kind of family. So, yeah, yeah, it was great. Did you ever make your way down Esperance? <laughs> yeah, I have been to have been to Esperance. Not many times, but... <laughs> How's the reaction, but <laughs> Esperance? Oh. It's just, yeah, it's just a bit cold. <laughs> it's a bit cold down there. I mean, spend a lot of time in Albany and Esperance is even, you know, further. Yeah, so. yeah no, fair. Yeah. 
Um, what was your favourite spot? I mean, I guess year three then. But like, have you been up north at all? Like, recently, well, recently I've been to Coral Bay, Exmouth. Yeah. Um, more recently, and I'd, yeah, I'd love to go back there. I think got some plans to to go back there and um, to Broome and whatnot. But we went all the way up to um, one of some of my fondest memories, El Questro. Um, they've got a bunch of gorges and things um, up there, and. You know, I was freaked out by crocodiles and flash flooding and all that the whole entire time because there's signs everywhere. But, um, yeah, some, some really good memories from um, hiking up around the, the gorges and some absolutely beautiful scenery in Western Australia. We're so lucky to have that. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't say it's not on our doorstep. It's pretty far. Yeah, you travel yeah. a long way to get there, but um, it's yeah. worth it. No, for sure. sure. So growing up, you obviously didn't play footy and you played some sport. So what, did, what else did you do to keep active or study or...? Yeah, so, well, every other sort of sport on the sun. The, my main one um, as I got older was surf lifesaving. So I actually, I stuck to the sort of beach events. I, I love doing boards and swimming and that kind of thing. But as you get older in the sport, you kind of go one way or okay. the other. And I was always a very good um, sprinter. So when I was doing little athletics, it was always this, the sprint type stuff. On the stuff. sand as well. Yeah, so then yeah. sprinting on the sand. I know, Now I walk on the sand. I'm like, I can't believe I used to yeah. run on this. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I w- used to, you know, we went over, um, they'd always, ha- always have the nationals over in um, in Queensland, so I did that a few years um, in a row, and, you know, I was I was pretty good at it, but that, you know, the sport's not big, it's, you're not going to go anywhere, it was more of doing yeah. it for the for the love of it, but yeah. I did fall out of love of it, with it, um, eventually, just the individual side of it, you've got your, your training group that you're training with, but... At the end of the day, it's all about you when yeah. when you do go to compete. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to put way too much pressure on myself. It was never really, you know, um, you know, my parents didn't put a whole load of, you know, pressure on me or anything like that. You know, they were the ones that were being like, it's okay if you don't yeah. win, like it's all right. And yeah. being good at something almost makes it harder because yeah. then you're used to sort of winning. You're used to being the best all the time. And then as I got older, you know, Others it's caught up, and, well, yeah, um, which is yeah, natural. And then you've got to just work harder. And I probably had this period of not really understanding that I needed to then work harder to be, you know, at the top. And fell out of love with it probably at that point. And then, you know, found my way um, into footy, and I just absolutely fell in love with it. Um, from the first time I sort of played a, a game, and I was I was playing at school, just some some fun sort of stuff, and. Um, but yeah, once I started getting on the on the footy train, it was just like it was more the just being around the girls and and that team environment that I loved Pretty so much. much. But a lot of individual yeah sports when I was younger, a bit of netball, um, that kind of stuff. But again, netball at that time, or well, probably still is, is a lot of who you know, not what you know. And <laughs> yeah. like I was I was good at it, but I was just never sort right. of at that that next level. So um, I'm glad it worked out the way it did because you know footy. Because it, it's so big in, in Australia, for, for the girls, it's just gone through the roof so quickly. Yeah. So I've been really fortunate to fall into that. Definitely. Well, you touched on it then before, like the individual side of things. When you're younger, you sort of don't really know how to deal with the like sort of pressure on yourself and because, I mean, there's the, there's different levels of experience and mm. this kid might be really good and it's like, but yeah. so what? And that kind of thing is a couple of years later, like might be good at something else. But yeah, yeah so then... Um, Sort of want to go in deeper and sort of the transition going into footy. How old were you when you first started playing? Yeah, so the first time I ever played at school, I was in year 10, um, so about 15. Um, but that was just sort of after school. And it was at that time, um, 
there was a couple of the girls that were pretty into it, so they kind of kept it going. When I hit yeah, um, 11, a lot of those girls graduated. So you probably had your 10, 11 and 12s in the, yeah. in the one team. Yeah. So then they left and then we really struggled to even get you know, girls in yeah, the team. So definitely. I would just, you know, get my mates and not my friends weren't overly um, sort of athletic and they didn't want to play, but I was just like, can you just come and stand on the field? <laughs> I don't like, like run away from the ball. I don't care, but I just want to, you know, run wow. around. And it was so, and I feel so grateful that they did that for me because they didn't, it was their time after school. Yeah, no. And, you know, they they came down and, and stood on the field for me and, um, yeah, and then I just – and it was just, like, free because it didn't matter. It didn't matter, you know, whether I was good or not. And I just had a lot of fun. And then one of one of my teachers said, look, there's this um, this footy carnival on the weekend, just like a round robin kind of thing. Why don't you go down and have a go? And I was like, oh, I don't know about that. And they eventually convinced me to do it. And I went down and, again, had heaps of fun. And, and the coach of the State 18s at the time was there. Um and she said, I'll come down to like, oh, this brilliant. training. And I was like, okay. So obviously, because I was fast, so I'd, I'd stand out when I'm, you know, I'm not necessarily the most skillful, but I'm not afraid to give it a crack. And I think that obviously stands out sometimes. Mm. Um, even even that, yeah. yeah. So this is year 11. Right? So, yeah, I think I was in year 12. Uh, I would have been year 10 then. So state 18s, how was 2011. Um, the first one I ever went on. Yeah, right. Uh, so I think I was, yeah, 15. So underage 15. first? Um, well, back then you could kind of, yeah, right. do it. The, you could yeah, do it. There okay. was a bit more leniency yeah, yeah, in the right. age that you could be. But, yeah, I, w- I wasn't the, you the know, oldest, standard yeah. oldest age um, there because I did it. So you're playing 15 threes. against. Yeah. yeah. And the, my oh, very first out. ever actual game of football was a – um, against Victoria um, in an under-18s. A full, a proper carnival. match. Yeah, a proper. Oh, and wow. these girls are, in WA were quite small. I don't know what yeah. it is, what they're feeding right, them over in um, <laughs> Victoria. But even back in that, that time, they were like, big girls. And, and I was like, oh, my God, I don't even know how to kick a ball properly. <laughs> like I'd learnt, my brother taught me to kick when I was younger. So that, that helped a lot because I had the foundations of it. But yeah. it wasn't amazing. Um, but, again, I was fast and – but. I almost take that experience because then I know what some of the girls feel like when they come into the program when they're yeah, so yes. fresh and raw and they have – like some of the girls are coming from different sports. They don't really know what they're doing and I'd know what that, that sort of feels sure. like. Um, but it was a very steep trajectory from from there. Um, I, I didn't go to the under-18s carnival the, the year after. I think I had um, – I was still at that time wanting to do surf club a little bit more So because yeah. the footy was more of just a fun thing. <laughs> Um, so then I missed the, the carnival the, the next year. And then, um, in, I think it was 2013, um, we were, I think we just lost to Victoria. Yeah. So it must've been a fit. I must've been quite young because I managed yeah. to do four. four so it would have been four years, <laughs> um, missing one of them. So yeah. I, I played three of them. Um, but there was, yeah, four potential years that I was playing. So, I was pretty young the, the first time. Yeah, so. off off that straight away, like you got young aspiring athletes or you got young girls just playing sport in general. Like and sometimes they come and they're getting asked to come play against older people. Mm. But the confidence, like how did you get through all that and yeah, your I self-belief, think, I guess? Yeah, I think 
very originally I was full of self-doubt. So that first under-18s kind of, I'd never played a proper game of football, didn't really know football. That I've watched a lot of it um, growing up, but yeah, again, never never played it. And thrown the deep end. Just, yeah. It was a complete throwing the And I remember I didn't play the first game. Like I was that player that was kind of, you know, whether we actually play her or not, we'll just, you know, Thank have you. her in the program yep, and whatnot. Right. But I ended up playing. So after I did get a game, I ended up playing the rest of them. And I remember being just so nervous about it. I don't think I touched the ball much. <laughs> like it, it, I think back, I was like, I wouldn't have had very many touches at all. But it was more just the experience of being right, there was yeah. incredible. And um, it was the first time sort of being around a, a team, um, like properly in, in going away with the team and, and that yep. kind of thing. So... That was incredible. And then I think from from there, that built a lot of confidence in me and like, oh, well, if I can do that when I'm well younger than a lot of these girls and I didn't know football at all, then give, it probably helped to miss the next year of the State 18s because then I joined a club at that point. So I joined West Perth um, girls and then – so then I was playing yeah, consistently yeah, and then – like we weren't very good. Um, I think we lost every game and like, lost it by like hundred points or something <laughs> like that. But I still had this right. such love for the game that yeah. it didn't matter. Um, but I'd get a lot of the footy because you know I was yeah. just going in and getting. Yeah, I didn't no. matter. Like didn't worry about too much what everyone else was doing because yeah, um, yeah I just had all this passion. I just wanted to get in there, um, get cracking. And a couple of years of that though, I did get to the point where I was like, well, I really want to like you know, Start have some winning. success. Yeah. This is, you know, losing by 100, 150 points every every game is not, not that fun. So um, so kind of in that time, um, I played two years with um, West Perth and I actually became the captain in my second year of that at wow. 16 um, or seven, 17 um, or 16, 17 at the time. So I think about that now and I'm like, well, Obviously, you had that. They, I just had that sort leadership of qualities. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the leadership yeah. in there and um, the confidence enough to, to lead other people. And if I hadn't have been at a club that was struggling, I probably wouldn't have, yeah. I never would have got that sort of opportunity. So I've been very lucky to have some really early on opportunities to, yeah. to lead people. Um, then I, I moved clubs to um, Coastal Titans, which is now Subiaco. Nice. Um, <laughs> and... Yeah, they were incredibly successful. For, it was going sort of from the bottom to the to the top, and just the standards around training and, yeah. and things like that were just completely different. Um, and that's where I really sort of learnt the hard way of because I could get away with anything, you know. At, at the previous club, I didn't have to work very hard. Um, I was just, you know, loving it. We didn't do a lot of, you know, fitness things that kind of stuff. But yeah. moving to the new club, it was all about you need to be the best yeah. that you can be yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. So that moving to um, Coastal Titans probably then took me on that next level of sort of high performance. And yeah. by the end of my under 18 um, sort of experience, when I was 18, um, I ended up all Australian. I think I was all Australian a couple of times under 18. Um, but the last year I was all Australian player of the carnival, um, mm -hmm. player of like, best player in the grand final so Hello. it kind of went yeah. from like <laughs> yeah, this, this, this like young kid had no idea what they were doing to you know four years later that's a rapid i was really yeah. like just just threw everything into it and still just loving it yeah um and i think that yeah showed in in my footy that i was just you know and i was built pretty well too for a for an yeah. 18 year old um 
you know, kid and well, since I was 15, 16, I've been the same size. So yeah. now everyone caught up to me. So now <laughs> I'm just like average. But um, yeah, I was I was built pretty well. And um, yeah, at that under 18 level, it, yeah, it really helped me. Well, along that journey, when did it kind of hit you that like, I really want to pursue this kind of mm. thing? Well, at the, it's funny because at the time that was kind of the level. Um, you could, you know, you'd go under 18 and then it would just be open state. Um, yep. There was no sort of pathway. But when I was going through that last um, year of under 18s, they'd started the, these exhibition games. Um, so Melbourne and Western Bulldogs um, set up these um, women's exhibition games and um, I think that was the first time where we really started talking about, oh, there might be a national competition. And yes. I think, yeah, by this time I was so fully engrossed in it that I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. And I'm on the on the pathway to get there. And um, it was just sort of, you know, keep, keep doing what you're doing. And so my last year of under-18s, I think they'd played one exhibition game already, which I was too young for. Um, but pretty much after that under-18s, um, kind of all very soon after I did I got they, they had a national draft system so it was even probably mm. more um, exciting to get drafted into one of the two teams because it was Australia wide and um, yeah there's only the two teams that yes. you can get drafted into so I ended up being drafted um, to Melbourne um, went over and that was just a whole another level because we went into that the experience itself was great because we got to go into Amy Park where they've got all their um, facilities and whatnot and trained at Gosh's Paddock and, you know, just getting the full kit, like, is exciting when you're 18 years old. And, um, yeah, that was was incredible. And I played – so I think we played three or four games over the next sort of three years as they were building um, the AFLW how it is now. Um, So having played in those, at that time I was – Again, going into those ones, I was back at the bottom. So yeah, it was yeah. kind of like I'd been out. under 18. I was like, cool, I'm like right at the peak. And then it was like, all right, you're back in yeah. here. You're right at the bottom. And, you know, Daisy Pierce was in my in my team. She was captaining the um, Melbourne yeah. team. And, you know, you'd only just – I'd just heard things about her. And yeah. she was incredible. Like she was incredible throughout her AFLW journey, but she was even better before that in terms of her yeah. – um, you know, playing ability because yeah. um, by the time she got to AFLW, she was a little bit older and had slowed down a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it was incredible just to be around people like that. Well, yeah, um, watching and playing people that are like that next level mm-hmm. above you, just like, even watching them, you just yeah. gain so yeah. much as yeah. well. And just like the professional, the way that they go about <laughs> their football is like, okay, exactly, this yeah. is what I need to do. And it's yeah. just, that's, the, you know, they didn't have to try to lead the young people. We just, oh, my be exactly like her so she's always like from that point has been someone that I've looked up to because she was kind of this like untouchable when um yeah when I first started playing footy and then um yeah the the whole way through she's just been big sort of idol for for me and playing in a in her team I know where she knows who I am now and that's still like a weird thing for me (laughs) but um yeah it's cool that's like from an outside perspective from a like there's obviously a lot of challenges that female athletes face, but even that there, like, I doubt, you know, like the the males, the stigma around AFLW, like they wouldn't think that you'd be looking up to these AFLW players or in awe of them and, and all this, like like boys, like the boys do to the men. Like, mm. it's really, I find that, like, really interesting to hear. Yeah. That, and how, you know, 
they just get chucked in, they play footy, yeah, whatever. It's like, nah, they're there, they're watching Daisy Pierce, they're like watching everything she does and taking it all in. Like it's, yeah. it's just, it goes the same way, and people just don't understand that. Yeah, I feel. and when that was like right at the, that was right at the start. Yeah, so sure. And now I can it's imagine grown. now it's. There'd be people it's doing that to when, you. Yeah, when yeah. you know girls that they'll come up to me and they go, or even parents go, oh my, my daughter or my son is like they love watching you play, and it, every time that happens, I'm like, oh. Wow! Like yeah, you forget, so, yeah. you just you're going out there and you're just doing what you love. You're playing footy, and sometimes you forget the amount of people that are that are watching and what Definitely. who that influences and, and that kind of thing. So it's great. Well, it's like to get Haley on. I ran into her at the gym, and I like I was just there and I was looking. And I'm like, I oh, just we, we talked about getting like someone on, and I'm like, oh, it'd be so cool to have her on. I'm like. Nah, shit, I don't want to stop it. Like, I was a bit nervous. Like, I started to get these butterflies and I'm like, crap. And then, like, ended up saying hello and, and that. And then, obviously, this is what happened. But, like, even that, like, I had that, you know, 10 seconds of, oh, that's Hayley Miller. Like, I better get out of her way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like, it's cool to see that, um, you know, people are really starting to understand mm. the ability and, and the importance of it. Um, yeah, well, the last, last couple of years have been huge. Like, yeah. so many, like, so many more people are just embracing it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's great. It's also like you're always going to have though, you know, if you if you're going to read, you know, Twitter and whatnot, yeah. you're always going to have people that want well, to bash down the men's, let alone you yeah. know the the women's, and there's so much that's that's on there. Um, the negativity, if you want to find it, but oh, there's what's always happening be that, now right? is it's just the the positivity of it um, is almost takes over, and well, I'm trying not read the the negative stuff, so I'm always hearing the positive Positives. things and. Sometimes when you actually like talk to people, they go, "Oh, I didn't like realize how legit, yeah. you know, it mm. is, and and how what you guys have to go through because, you know, when half the girls are working full time exactly. and then um, playing as well, a lot of people don't realize what that can be like comparatively to the men's that you know have that's just their full time job. Yeah. They go to the club that is going to work um, for them, um, and look, we'll get there eventually, but um, I think yeah, at the moment it's a it's when that shift is happening there's a lot of girls now working part-time instead of full-time whereas you know a couple of years ago it was everyone was full-time and it was football was on the side so now it's kind of you're getting this half half um it'd be be so good i say when it's fully like that's your actual job like even like for co like through covid um I remember like just the struggles of that. You have to organise people to cover your shifts or, you know, you're going to be away for three weeks. Like how did you deal, you know, with all that sort of thing and, and how did you deal with like, you know, you got to work all day and then you got to go to training and then the next day you got to wake up early for work and you got to find time to do your gym, your running. Like how did yeah. you go with all that? So to start off with, I, so my first year of AFLW, I was still studying my physio degree. So my last year of – and physio degree especially the last year is pretty intense it's a lot of prac and and whatnot the the good thing about it was I could defer my pracs till the end of the year but it meant that I did 25 weeks or something ridiculous almost in a row so that was towards the end of that was really hard and Yeah. yeah you just like I'd come off this and look, our first season of AFLW didn't go the way we wanted it to either. So that was hard in itself because you build it all up and you go, oh, this is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. We're going to, you know, we're going to win and, and all this sort of stuff. It's going to be great. And then it wasn't that 
you didn't hit that expectation. So yeah. that was hard to sort of process. As well. And you're all grateful. I'm so grateful to be here. But at the same time, you're an athlete. You want to win. So yeah. that was very difficult to deal with as a, as a young person too. I was 20. I'd just turned 21 at the time when we started that season. Um, but then to, yeah, finish my uh, physio degree, the back end of that year, that the whole entire year just sort of, you know, compounded towards the end. And it was like, oh, my God, this has That's been a, a really big yeah. year. Um, but managed to get through it, which was which was great, and graduated. And then um, the following year was working full time. And the way it worked then was because I had to and, – and with physio, you're often working either early mornings before people are going to work, work. because people want appointments then or yeah. – um, or in the evening, so you you know you're working till seven seven thirty at night, um, because on training nights I couldn't do the the evening ones. On a Wednesday when we didn't have training at all, I'd work sort of seven till seven to get my hours for yeah, the week that's in. That's a big day. Um, so yeah, thinking about doing that for I did that for a set or for a year, um, and yeah, it was it's like you said to 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 go from training at you know, till nine, ten o'clock at night and then mm-hmm. get up at seven, you got a entire twelve hour day, um, yeah. you know, in, in the office or, or whatever it is that you're doing or, or treating patients and then um, you know, waking up the next morning early because that's right. the early morning to do to then have training um, at night and you go straight from and I was working in Hillary's and we're training in oh, Coburn, so yes. It's an hour and 15 minutes of traffic to sit in on the way there as well. So it's just like this wasted time and you're like, God. So there was a lot of things that, you know, towards the end of the second year, I was like, I can't do that yeah. again. So, um, and I was really lucky. I had a really supportive um, employer and um, they let me go part-time um, the following season. Yeah. So I'd do um, sort of part-time during the season, but full-time outside of the yeah. season. So I did that for a couple of seasons, which was which was great. And um, yeah, it meant that I could balance things a, a little yeah. bit better, especially during the season when you're traveling and whatnot, that it just adds a whole no, another level yeah. to it. Um, let alone the, you know, the pressures of when you're not doing well, going to work and having everyone come through and go, oh, what happened on the weekend? What happened on the weekend? Yeah. Or, you know, why didn't you do this? Why didn't yeah. you do that? And you have every man and their dog trying to tell you what you should be doing to, <laughs> to make it better. It's that Everyone wants their two it's, cents. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. You, you probably don't get that quite as much if you're not going then to work into an environment yeah. where there's so many people coming to see you all the time. Um, you can kind of get away from that yeah. a little bit. Um, so I did, yeah, the part-time um, thing for a little bit and then you, you touched on the hub um, situation. Yeah. So that's pretty much where I've finished up um, like practicing as a physio for, for now because I kind of had said to my employer like where the the inevitable thing is like we're going to go into a hub yeah. and you know he was stressed because you know he's got a business to try and keep going as well so it's like that we'd just gone through COVID and, and it was difficult as it was for, for that side of it, not even taking into football into consideration because, you know, you're just trying to keep the business alive. People yeah. didn't want to come in, you know, they don't yeah. want to do face-to-face sort of stuff. So we're doing a lot of online kind of stuff and it just doesn't like as a physio practice, it's not yeah. the same. You, you need that hands-on, you need the treatment. People yeah. want treatment and, and whatnot. So um, it was particularly difficult then and I'd kind of worked my way up to sort of like a, a managerial role within the physio as well. So I had 
you know, a real connection there. So it was actually quite difficult when it got to the point where he was like, well, I can't let you do what we've been doing, you know, in these last few years. So yeah. it's either I need you to do what everyone else does or like that's, that's we'll it. just cut it from there. And knowing we were going to go into a hub, I was like, look, we'll just cut it there. Uh, and I'd kind of got to the point where I was like, I'm a, I'm a little bit burnt out in that sort of role that I was doing, trying to juggle everything. So I was like, it's probably the best thing for me. And it was really hard because I'd really ingrained myself into that workplace and it was felt like it was a little bit like a part of me. And I'd, I have a real issue with, you know, breaking right. away from things that I've yeah. like really invested time in. But it ended up being the best thing for me. Meant that when I went into the hub, I didn't have any concerns really yeah, around back yeah. and I'm like oh if, if you know the borders changed when as soon as we got over there we we're there for less than a week and then you know we we're meant to be able to come back with no yeah. issues like not have to do quarantine or whatever and then a week in Mark um, McGowan changed the the rules again and it threw everyone into a complete spin because a lot of go well I need to get back to work and I need to do yes, this and that and yeah. I, I'm glad that I didn't have that personal experience so then I could you know help and put some things into place and we said look if you need to go home right now because you're going to have to do two weeks of quarantine so if you need to go home now miss however many games but you can get back to work and yeah. you'll be okay then you can go now and then there was other and we had so many votes on what you wanted to do yeah. and it was incredibly stressful um but then we're also trying to play some good footy yeah. at the same time and somehow we managed to do that and i think it w we just all sort of banded together on game day and we're like all right put that aside yeah we'll worry about there's nothing you can do about that now um and we'll worry about that after the game but let's come together and play some good footy and we had a very successful sort of hub experience which was you know helps, helps yeah, the whole thing. um but yeah for me not not working was was the best thing um, that happened. And I my career best season then yeah. um, as well. So that was my All-Australian and, um, you know, club best and fairest and, and that kind of thing. So it was really, yeah, it was like a weight lifted off my shoulders. Um, and then, you know, I had all plans to go back to work as a, as a physio after that. But then there was talks we were going to have another season in the same year. Yeah. I was like, how do I sort of talk to a prospective employer that hasn't even employed me yet because I felt like I'd need to tell them that yeah. not oh here yeah you got the job and then go oh by the way uh I've got to do this and yeah. I don't know what days I'm available I don't know this that and the other <laughs> super employable yeah, yeah I was like I can't I was I just couldn't do it and Everyone I was like we, and we happened to which was lucky we got a big pay rise at the time so um it worked out all right I didn't need it was more of the work just to keep in the in the physio but um I didn't need it from a financial point of view. I was really lucky. So, yeah, took that entire year off and then, yeah, decided end of last year. I was like, well, I might just keep the, the physio on the back burner for now. And um, just said to you before, yeah, I'm studying a cert for in leadership and management now mm -hmm. just for something um, a little bit different. But, yeah, the, the hub, yeah, probably was one of the hardest but most rewarding sort of experiences. Yeah, so on top of... COVID and those couple of years before we were just flat out mm. and you mentioned before saying a little bit burnt out I think yeah. <laughs> most people would be right. on the floor yeah. <laughs> yeah um what have you what are you what were you doing back then and what do you do now to sort of manage or like take care of yourself yeah I think my one of my main things is taking on too much of other people's issues and spreading yourself thin yeah I, I'd, I'll 
you know, you just want to help everyone. And yep. being in an environment, that, you know, there's 30 other people, but then you've got to worry about yourself as well. And um, I could see towards the end of last year, having two seasons in one and having the hub at the start of the year and then another season, some of the, the girls started to get really burnt out and you could see, you know, and to their credit, it, like everyone really just pushed through it. But um, at the same time, you could really feel that, you know, the energy um, was just draining out of, out of the group. And um, for me, I work with our, um, our wellbeing um, lady and working with her at the moment because going through not having a coach, um, mm, it's the same tough. sort of thing. It's, it's, it's all this unknowing and girls will come to me like, what's happening, what, what's happening? And I'm like, oh, well, I don't actually know. And I want to be able to tell you, but yeah. I don't know. So um, that is incredibly draining for, for me as well. And just working on um, with with her to, to try and not take so much responsibility on things that I can't control. Um, obviously, I've talked before, coffee coffee and the beach I, I yep. those kinds yeah, of, if yeah. I really need it I'll just all right I just need to take a step away and, and do something for for myself um do a little bit of journaling if it really gets to the point where I'm, I just need to get it out out of my head on paper because often if I don't like sleeping for me becomes more of an issue um yep. it'll just roll through um yeah, for yeah. hours on end at night time so if I can get it out and I'm grateful to have so many resources around to to sort of get these, they call them sort of tools to, yeah, to yeah, help you, yeah. Um, yeah, sort of, yeah, offload those things because they're always going to come up in oh, yeah. in my line of work and, and whatnot in my role. It's always There's always going to be stresses. There's always going to be things going on. But, yeah, to be able to manage them a little bit better and it's still, yeah, 100% a work in progress um, for me. I'm not very good at it, but <laughs> working on it. That's yeah. good. Yeah, well, we've got a few... Sort of, uh, Tom's written up a few questions that I'm yeah, actually yeah, really yeah. intrigued for. Um, we, yeah, it's, and, and if you can fast, we've got a couple, well, we can go for a couple more minutes. Yep. Um, but yeah, maybe like top three values. Oh, top three, I'm big on loyalty. Yep. Um, loyalty, uh, respect, um, and probably, oh, I don't know what you'd put it into a value, but being able to just enjoy like the moment, like being be able to be pre, yeah. yeah, be present in yeah. in what you're doing. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, you mentioned Daisy before, but do you have any other role models? Um, no, she would. Yeah, she'd be my number one sort of um, in football. But look, I know everyone says their their mum and dad, but I wouldn't have been able to do what I did without mum and dad. They, um, you know financially but also you know they supported me came to every game and and that kind of thing so um and then I I guess my brother for teaching me how to you know kick when I was young and and forced me to play outside even if I and we used to practice taking hangers and whatnot in the the front 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 gun I'm yet to take one in the AFLW but I'll uh, thank you for that when uh, when that happens yeah I've got um on the footy side do you have a routine are you a routine I'll go with the flow yeah, are you so strict? Or? Um, I'm probably somewhere in in the middle. Um, yeah. I do I do like things to be, you know. What do you got? Any superstitions? No, nothing. I don't like to have superstitions though. Okay. So I don't like to be like, you know, I have to wear the same sports bra. I need right. to wear the same undies. That kind of thing. Because if my my thought is, if I can't then do those things, then I don't want that to throw out. Yeah, yeah. My yep. thing, but um, I guess. Like, Avo on toast um, with a couple of eggs is is generally my game day yeah. um, 
game day sort of. You make that yourself or cafe? Yeah, I'll make yeah. it. If I can make it myself. Mom. Sometimes, well, it's hard. See, it's when hard you when you're traveling because yeah. oh, often it's not good. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, <laughs> Eggs you just make it, yeah, they're not then, good. Yeah, um, you're just going to make it, make it sort of work. But, um, yeah, I, I had, so last season I had um, some real issues with my calf. So I'd, I had missed pretty much the whole entire pre-season. So, oh, nice. um for me, that was difficult because I was like, well, I haven't, t- I haven't really touched a footy, kicked a footy in an actual, you know, game sense and then I had to go in and, and try and play um, footy. So I had a bit of a routine on that in just sort of envisioning it through um, my head and, and watching almost like replays of, of yeah. previous games yeah. to sort of get my head into that. And, um, yeah, that certainly helped me. So I think, yeah, I might sort of continue that on. Hopefully I have a proper pre-season and yeah. I won't be so, you know, fixed into yeah. that. But... I've tried lots of different things. Depends on what sort of is going on, but I don't have a real like. I have to do this and this then this is, and yeah, then this. Okay. It's like not. Don't have to put my right shoe on before my left. I'm just you know, <laughs> yeah. once it's it's game day, sort of get in there and and just and do it. get going. Yeah. Music before the game. See, so we always play music in the change rooms. Yeah, so yeah. Like, who's on the? Well, Ange done it usually. Yeah. yeah Any recommendations? She's on it. Well, see, we haven't done the playlist for this um, for this year, but we had. Um, Unstoppable by Sia as a, yes. a bit of a um, a bit of a team sure. get up and we played it. There's just this part in it that just like real builds and then we I told our sort of admin um, lady I was like right you got to play it from this point at this point where we're about to run out and yeah. then when we run out it's going to hit yeah, this point and nice. it was great so we might try and keep that keep that going. We'll see oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, if you had to spend 48 hours on an island with one of your teammates, who would it be? Oh. Is this like, are they supposed to be keeping me alive or just to deal with someone? Well, a bit of both. Oh, yeah, a bit of both. You have, you <laughs> have to survive. Survive, okay. Yeah. We survive, are surviving as well. We're not just there for 48 yeah. hours. Okay. Um, you know, I'd probably say um, Jess Lowe. She's, a, she's studying to be a lawyer, so she's incredibly smart. She also is nice and quiet and chill. So like, she likes her own space. So I think we would get, we'd get along well in that respect. Um, but I think we'd work well together. I think her, the way that her brain works with mine, I think we'd be all right. Yeah. Now She's super fit. And now I want to flip it. Who wouldn't you want to be on the? No, I want to be. <laughs> Who wouldn't I? Like Emma Ray Driscoll. <laughs> Only from the fact that yeah. it would be too much yeah that's funny. 48 hours 48. Uh, i reckon i'd be ready to jump in the water and swim away by the end i like it um footy trips have you done footy trip not look i have a bad run with footy trips <laughs> i so twice when the girls have we've booked to go to bali once in the last game i um punctured my lung oh you can't, what? You can't, can't fly, fly with a punctured lung so um I was more upset, like the pain and whatnot, that'll go away. But the pain of not being able to go on the yeah. end of season trip and oh seeing all the, seeing <laughs> all, all the fun. Instagram in Bali and everything. Um, yeah, that was, that was rough. And so then I was like, oh, nah, sweet. Next year, well, it might have been the next year or the year after, we're like, okay, we're going to go to Bali again. I was like, sweet, booked it all. And then COVID hit and we couldn't oh, go. Couldn't go. <laughs> so, oh, no. so I'm having a good run with no. the old, uh, the, the old overseas footy trips. We did this one year. down south. Um, yeah, a couple of years ago, it was yeah. yeah, it was pretty good. But yeah, we don't have the the well, not yet anyway. Not the big ones, the big ones um, overseas yeah. like the boys do. Yeah, and not enough money in it yet. Yeah, yes, yes. 
Um, this is my last question, but yep. for any girls aspiring for athletic career or any career for that matter, would you have any advice? Yeah, I think, well, from my experience, I, a long, you know, a long time ago, I would, if you'd asked or told me this was going to be my path and this is where I was going to end up, I would have been like that would, number one, it's not even a thing. Um, so yeah, I think my advice is to, if there's something that you are really passionate about and that you want to do, don't be afraid about what anyone else thinks. Um, if you've got enough passion and drive, um, to do it, then give it a crack and look, if it doesn't work out often, it'll open up other opportunities for you. So, um, yeah, just, just give it a crack. And even if it's something that you, you're not, you know, society says you shouldn't do, you never know what, what'll be, you know, acceptable or you be that first one that sort of changes the way we do it. Yeah. Well, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. right. Give it a crack. There we go. Well, oh, that's it for me. Is it for me? Um, sweet. Well, first good episode back. Pretty yeah. stoked. And um, yeah, Kena for a couple more. But yeah, thank you very much, Hayley, for coming on. Thanks for having me. And good luck for 2023. Sweet. We're good. Thank you. See ya. Thanks for listening to another episode. If you liked it, please like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, leave a review, all that jazz. We'd love for your support and we'd love for you to continue supporting us. If you want more info and want to know what we've got coming up, please head to our Instagram, chuck us a follow. And even check out our website for more episodes, resources, recommendations, and lots, lots, lots more. Links are attached in the description below. Cheers.